This is the Credit Union Leadership Podcast with Mike Neal. Michael Neal and Associates has been consulting credit unions for nearly two decades. He and his team help companies with three aspects of growth, cultural development, leadership, and management development. To learn more about how Michael Neal and Associates can help your credit union grow, visit michaelneal.com. Producing this episode, I'm Chad Harrington. This is season one for the Credit Union Leadership Podcast, and it's called How to Create a Thriving Credit Union Culture. Today's episode is Living Out the Credit Union's Primary Purpose, where Mike and I talk about how credit union leaders can really serve the needs of their members and how that is a great key to success for any credit union. In this episode, you'll hear what Mike Neal has learned over his years of consulting hundreds of credit unions. Mike, living out the credit union's primary purpose. That's an interesting phrase. What do you mean by that? Well, the purpose of a credit union, ultimately, is to improve the financial well-being of its members. Um, You know, we have a tendency to define ourselves as credit unions uh, in a lot of different ways, uh, not-for-profit, and uh, we're tax-exempt. There are certain parts of the credit union structure that we have a tendency to focus on. And having traveled to credit unions around the world and, and credit unions in Russia and credit unions in Germany and credit unions in Canada and Australia, they they all have the same purpose. In, in each situation, in each country, they may have different laws, rules, and regulations. They may pay taxes. They may be able to compete with each other across the entire country without restriction. But the one thing that stays true is this. The primary driving purpose is to improve the financial well-being of its members and the communities that it serves. And I believe that that's our DNA. And when you have a predisposed DNA, if you'll align yourself, your thoughts, your behaviors with that, you're going to work in almost a subconscious stream of consciousness and be good at whatever you do. And I think too many credit unions have put a focus on all the things that seem to represent success, such as financial performance, NCUA audit performance, those types of things, loan growth, member growth. And those aren't bad things. And in fact, it's important to measure them. I'm not arguing against that. But when growth becomes your primary goal, in my opinion, you'll do really stupid stuff. Um, We've seen that on Wall Street. We've seen that in the banking world, uh, even recently with uh, some prominent banks. The reality is that growth is an outcome when it's healthy of doing right things. My company has grown over and over and over again over the last almost 20 years. Not because I have a plan to grow, because I want to give my clients more than they expect. I want to be their partner rather than their vendor. And they know they can always count on me to do more than I've told them I'm going to do for them. So therefore, I've grown. But it's just been an outcome rather than a purpose. And I think for a credit union, its purpose is to improve the member's financial well-being. And the more we get focused on doing that, all those other metrics then begin to take care of themselves. 
when you focus primarily on being an organization that produces good metrics, then you can do those any number of ways, some of which become unhealthy. And so that's what I mean. And I know that metrics are important at the end of the day as well. Obviously, you've got to measure the health that comes from doing the right thing. Correct. So my question to you is, how does a credit union know if it's living out its primary purpose? So this would be an example. Um, Are we measuring dollars saved for members as well as new loan dollars? In other words, it's very easy to track dollars saved per member. Uh, We do it with our clients. And it's amazing the transformation that it creates in the organization. Because not only are you measuring new loan dollars, you're now measuring here was the previous principal interest and rate. Here's the new principal interest and rate. Here's actual dollars saved. We can track down to the individual. We can roll that up to the branch. We can roll that up to the credit union. Uh, As I shared in one of my previous podcasts, one of my clients in one year, uh, a credit union of about $175 million in assets, uh, which is not big, saved its members almost $8 million in one year. And that changed the entire nature of the engagement level of those employees. No longer did they feel like they were trying to generate new loan dollars, which is not of particularly great interest to most people uh, on a frontline level, on a non-management level, but what they were actually doing is helping people. And so when we can connect what we measure with our purpose, that's when you're really starting to get in alignment. So for people that might listen to me and think that I'm saying, oh, don't track new loan dollars. I'm not saying that at all. Track it. But are you also tracking things that align with your purpose? And so if you're a credit union that's living out your purpose, you're going to have measurements that track whether you're doing that. You're going to report those metrics to your staff, to your members, because they're important. And then it's also going to be part of your decision-making to determine if you're doing the right thing. So we've talked about metrics a little bit in light of the primary purpose of a credit union. So given the fact that a credit union still has financial objectives that it has to achieve, obviously, if it's going to stay functioning, how does a credit union live out its primary purpose, kind of back to that original topic, in order to achieve financial success? Right. So to me, it's about getting back to your mission. Um, And so if you look at a credit union's mission statement, uh, most credit union's mission statements, there's at least some wording in there that reflects on improving the member's financial well-being and the communities we serve, helping our member's financial uh, goals become reality, helping our member's financial dreams come true. Something in there that speaks out about what we're doing for our members. And so as a result, if we just go back to our mission and take that piece out and communicate to our employees and to our members that this is what we're about, this is what we're doing, and then... We're so committed to this that we actually have metrics in place that validate whether we're doing that, like dollars saved per member, there's others, then you're actually now paying attention to your core purpose, your mission, and you're actually intentionally living into that because it's something you're measuring. It's something that matters to you. People believe what matters to you by what you measure, and then what gets measured gets done. And so... 
I think what happens ultimately is that we get so focused on the outcomes that are assigned to us by the NCUA, by our internal auditors, by organizations that do peer comparisons, we begin to believe winning in those areas is primarily the way we identify success. And what I'm telling you is those are following indicators. Those things are results of doing what's in your DNA. And when you do what's in your DNA, you talk about it, you measure it, you report it, you look at it as who you are, and then everything else becomes what you've done, what will happen is you're going to have more engaged employees. You're going to have employees that align more with the purpose of the credit union. And you're going to have members who understand, wow, we need you here. We need you here. I, I talk to so many people that don't know what a credit union is. We, you and I had that conversation about what is a credit union? Why should I be a member of one? And you are a very educated, well-spoken person. Uh, and, and you've never been a member of a credit union? Don't even know what one is. Well, now through these podcasts, you are. So <laughs> I know. If, if I've done anything right, I've, I've brought in another member of the credit union. Yeah, I've met with a credit union here in town twice right. already. All right. And, and so when people hear our story, as you've been able to hear the story through uh, facilitating these podcasts, you want to be a part of that. But I don't think anybody wants to necessarily be a part of another bank, which is the way most people see the credit union. It's just another financial institution. And to tell you the truth, we give them a lot of reasons to think that, and the way we look, the way we act, what we measure, what we report. And I think we can be better and different. So part of this is preventing the cart before the horse kind of challenges that come with thinking about growth, thinking about, more importantly than growth, meeting the primary purpose of a credit union. So Mike, what are some of the primary barriers to a credit union that wants to focus on its primary purpose and mission? Yeah, good question. Um, I've alluded to some of them uh, earlier. The measurement systems that are mandated for us by the NCUA, peer comparisons have a tendency to focus on meeting those objectives that are commonly held to be determinants of success. And we need to measure those things. Once again, I want to make sure that if anybody's listening to me right now, they understand I'm not saying those things don't matter. They're just the result of doing right things, if we're doing right things. The the other issues that arise are, I think we have a tendency to be naturally a little left-brained, analytical, uh, operationally focused in our thinking. It's just the way we are. It's who gravitates to these types of positions in credit unions to lead them. And so I think in terms of interest rate, uh, net interest income, uh, controlling operating expenses, expanding our branch footprint, because those things uh, are important and they align with how I naturally think about making things better. You have to be a little right-brained or force yourself to be a little right-brained to begin thinking about, all right, all these things being done, are we doing what we're here to do? 
which is improve the financial well-being of our members and the communities we serve. How are we doing there? Gee, I don't know, because we don't really measure it. If I were to measure it, how would I measure it? I wonder if the employees understand why we're here. That's a little bit of a right brain type of thinking that isn't as natural to a lot of us who gravitate into these management leadership positions. So you take the outside influences and then our general nature, and it creates this hyper-focus, if you will, on developing outcomes that people have determined are our measures of success rather than stepping back and thinking, all right, if we've got a mission and a vision, uh, are we actually living that out? Uh, I, I think I may have told the story in one of the other podcasts about working with several hundred CEOs in a workshop and not one of them could provide their mission statement to me. So what does that lead you to do? Well, certainly you're not leading back to your mission because you really don't even know what it is. You can't even verbalize it. So what do you lead back to? Financial performance, which is, again, the outcome, not the purpose. And so we talk to our employees about the outcomes and we need to improve the outcomes and they need to work harder to uh, increase the outcomes they produce. And they begin to get disengaged because, as I definitely said in a previous podcast, the employees we hire typically are more service-oriented and people-oriented rather than goal-oriented. Right. So you need to be able to speak into the types of personality that come to a credit union because you're really just, it's not going to work if you're outcome-focused. Yeah. What works is purpose, mission, and that produces, if I'm hearing you right, that produces the results that you're looking for. But it's almost like, you know, coming around the back, you know, it's it's not hitting it front on because, you know, that would defeat the whole purpose of a credit union, which is, it's not, I mean, it's kind of in, in the subtitle, right? Not for profit. Right. <laughs> so you can't make it about profit. Otherwise, it's really just inconsistent and not integral. And let's look at it from this standpoint. It doesn't drive members to us. I mean, if we say, look at our financial performance, look at our growth, well, they expect that. I mean, they expect us to handle money well. They expect us to be able to perform financially well. They expect us to be safe and secure. They expect us to grow if we're doing well. People aren't attracted to that. Uh, If so, then we would have less conversations about how do I get more members? I think what's happening is we're not telling our story because we're not paying attention to our own story such that we can tell it. So one of the solutions you might give to a credit union leader is tell your story. Go back to your purpose. And and you've got to have a story to tell. And that story is not, we've increased loan to share ratio by X percent. We have uh, consistently received a CAMEL 1 rating every year the NCUA uh, provides an audit for us. So we... People expect you to be able to handle money well, but we've got to have those stories that we can share with our members and the communities in which we live about here's how we helped in a real way, somebody, somebody's, and to what extent, and how it changed the trajectory of their life sometimes. And we've got those stories. We just don't tell them. Right. And every story, every good story has a change in the character. You know, they face challenges and they overcome. So I'm interested 
Mike, if you would tell me a story about a credit union that made this transition that we're talking about, living into and making the purpose and the mission the real focus of what they are and what they're doing every day. Mm-hmm. And and I think I could probably tell many, many, many stories. You know, we worked with over 300 clients over the last almost 20 years, and each one of them that we work with make this transition. And the thing that's fulfilling to me is that 100% of the top-rated selling credit unions in the United States are our clients. Two of the last four NAFQ credit unions of the year are our clients. In other words, they don't give you NAFQ credit union of the year because you lived out your core purpose better. <laughs> it's financial performance. Right. They, ha- so they have to measure it somehow. It validates everything I'm saying. These sales results, these top performing credit unions, 100% of them being our clients, it tells me that what we're doing works by any measure. So if a credit union wants to have better financial performance, then do the things we're talking about because it actually does happen. This isn't just some philosophical discussion I'm having. You know, we've got clients that have won Community Credit Union of the Year in their state. Well, they don't give you that because look at all the nice people you did nice things for. It's financial performance. And so the key here is these things that we're talking about create financial performance. So, and I keep saying that, I think I'm probably hypersensitive to it myself. As I listen to myself, I'm thinking, that's about the 15th time you've said that in this podcast. The reason is I get so many skeptical looks sometimes when I'm when I'm doing a presentation for a large group. They're listening, but they're going, oh yeah, but still, you got to make money, Mike. You got you to have financial performance. And it's almost like in their mind, they're saying, you can't do both. You can't pay attention to both things. Well, if not, then that's problematic. We certainly can and we must. So in these credit union stories, it starts with leadership, which is no surprise. It starts with leadership and it starts with the leaders saying, our primary focus has been our operation and now our primary focus needs to be our mission. And then they begin to speak to their employees differently. Rather than saying, hey, look at our uh Increased loan to share value, good job. Look at the increase of our in our new loans. They begin to say, "I I want to commend Jerry uh, for what he did for this member at this point in time that this member really needed him. Um, I want to share with you how many dollars we saved for our members this last month, and what a significant increase that is over last month. And you guys are doing a great job." of living out our mission. So it starts with leaders willing to make some room for leading missionally rather than just merely operationally. Then it works down into the next level of management saying that behaviors are important. Our core values, our shady core values are important. If our core values are respect and flexibility, finding ways to make it work, when we have employees that are doing those things, we're going to recognize that. We're going to catch those people doing those things right. And when they're not, we're going to redirect those behaviors because in a culture, behaviors matter. So I'm not going to allow someone who's a high performer metrically to act any way they want to outside of our core values because they perform high metrically. They've got to be able to do both. And then what we do is we decide 
How are we going to improve the member's financial well-being? Well, the way we're going to do that is by getting more members that we can help, telling our story in our community, and then every member, every time, every employee that you interact with, we're going to find some way to save you money, save you time, make your life more convenient. We're not here to sell you something. We're here to tell you how this will save you time and why you need to have it. And again, that's why 100% of the top-rated selling credit unions are our clients because the employees don't feel like they're selling products to members. They feel like they're working into that mission they have, and they're passionate about doing this, and they're saving money for their member. They're saving time for the member rather than meeting their minimum expectations so that the boss doesn't write them up. And so that's how it has to change, but it has to start at the top, and I will never forget the presentation that I was alluding to earlier with all the credit union CEOs that couldn't remember their mission. When I was done with that presentation, I had so many people come up and say, this is the exact message I needed to hear to understand how I can communicate to our staff how we're making a difference. And also the number of people that came up to me and said, Mike, I completely agree with everything that you said, but it's just too hard to do because the NCUA and our uh, board demand financial performance and you can't juggle too many balls. And, and I think they were just living in that moment in the tyranny of lower expectations that I can only focus on one thing, Mike. I can't work on both sides. And I think that just became an excuse that allowed them to, to be able to say something that would validate why they weren't going to pursue it. You've been listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast with Mike Neal. If you want Michael Neal and Associates to help you and your credit union develop a thriving credit union culture, visit michaelneal.com.